You are listening to WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana. Heard worldwide at jazzradiowetf.org. My name is John Clark, and this is The Jazz Focus. And today we're going to be focusing on one year, 1933, and the recordings that were made during that year by the great Fletcher Henderson Orchestra. Fletcher Henderson uh, had been leading bands in New York since 1920. One or so, actually not a regular band, he was a recording director for Black Swan Records and did uh, vocal accompaniments and arranging and so forth for many, many other recording uh, companies in New York before he put together his first regular big band in 1923, and they opened in January of 1924 at the club Alabama. So once we get to 1933, there are actually a couple of members of the band who had been with him for quite a while, most notably Coleman Hawkins on tenor saxophone, who was his chief soloist and remained uh, with the band for about another year or so before he went to England to uh, try his hand at uh, international touring, England and France and Holland especially. So we started out with two tunes from a session done for Vocalion in August, August 18th of 1933. Uh, the band at this point was not uh, resident at the Roseland or any other place. This was the worst part of the Depression, and they were kind of scuffling. Uh, 1933 was a banner year for them in terms of recording. They did... Uh, uh, three recording dates, two under his name and one under his brother's name, Horace Henderson. And then they kind of reinvented themselves the next year, and uh, we'll talk about that later. But uh, this was the point where the band was beginning to come back together after uh, a couple of years, 1930, 31, 32, where they really scuffled around and had a lot of personnel changes and uh, had lost some of their past luster here, we can tell from these uh, three sessions that it was really coming back into its own. And for each of these sessions, we're going to hear the same band. We're going to hear Russell Smith, Bobby Stark, and Henry Red Allen on trumpets, Dickie Wells on trombone. On the session that we're listening to now, we're going to hear Sandy Williams playing second trombone. After that, it's going to be Claude Jones. Then, in the reed section, we're going to hear Hilton Jefferson playing lead alto, Russell Prokope playing second alto and clarinet, Coleman Hawkins doing tenor sax, uh, Fletcher Henderson on piano, occasionally Horace Henderson on piano as well, uh, Bernard Addison on guitar, John Kirby on bass, and Walter Johnson on drums. And the arrangements are done mostly by Horace and Fletcher Henderson. We started out with King Porter's Stop, so-called. That was a Jelly Roll Morton tune that was largely a head arrangement, although Fletcher Henderson did solidify the uh, parts and codify the parts uh, before he gave it to Benny Goodman, or sold it, I should say, in 1935. And that was one of the key recordings, key arrangements that uh, ensured Goodman's success in the swing era. Uh, but here we heard the uh, second, or th actually it was the third for Fletcher Henderson recording. They had recorded it about nine or ten months earlier under the title of the New King Porter Stomp, and they had done it in 1928 as well. We started out with Bobby Stark on trumpet, uh, and we ended up with Henry Red Allen taking a two-chorus solo, very forward-looking, almost uh, uh, self-consciously modern in style. We also heard a rubato, uh, rhapsodic tenor solo by Coleman Hawkins, who was really at his first peak of uh, performance in this year, 1933, both on these Henderson sessions and some of his uh, co-led ones with Red Allen and small group sessions as well. We heard Russell Prokop on clarinet. He at the time was not a particularly fine clarinet player. He got a lot better when he went with Duke Ellington, uh, but he was uh, what they had. Buster Bailey had been their clarinet soloist and would come back in about a year, but uh, Prokop did the so alto, uh, clarinet solos. Hilton Jefferson did the alto solos. He wasn't featured on that one. And we heard Dickie Wells on trombone. 
After King Porter's Stomp, we heard kind of an oddball tune that uh, we will hear again in the next set, Queer Notions, composed by Coleman Hawkins and arranged by Horace Henderson, uh, utilized whole tone scales in their melodic and harmonic organization, uh, featured Hawkins doing a couple of really um, controlled yet enthusiastic and energetic solos. In between those two solos, we heard Red Allen doing some solos that you, I guess you have to call ruminative, uh, that had some interesting notes, which we might call wrong notes in a lot of other contexts, uh, really working over that chromatic, or rather the uh, whole tone scale, although as a friend of mine pointed out once, he was actually using the wrong whole tone scale in a couple of places. So we're going to hear the balance of that August 18th, 1933 session. Uh, we have two more tunes that we'll start out the next session uh, set with. We're going to start out with Yeah Man, a tune by Noble Sissel and uh, someone named Robinson. It was Noble Sissel's writing partner at the time. This was for a show uh, around 1931 or 32. And we're also familiar with this tune from some live recordings by the very early Count Basie band. Basie always credited Henderson with helping him out uh, when he came east uh, by giving him some scores and some things to fill out his very meager library at the time. After that, we're going to go to a tune called Can You Take It by Fletcher Henderson, and uh, this is an arrangement by Fletcher Henderson as well. Yeah Man was arranged by Horace Henderson. Then we're going to go to uh, the September 22nd, 1933 session done for Columbia, the same band, again with Claude Jones on trombone instead of Sandy Williams. We're going to hear a second version of Queer Notions, makes for a good... Uh, comparison take. Then a ballad performance featuring Hawkins called It's the Talk of the Town. This is one of his early great ballad performances and of course he became known later on for Body and Soul and many other tunes that he did in very slow tempo and here he's completely in control of his technique and the chord changes and uh, shows the direction that he was heading as well. Then we're going to end up that set with a tune called Night Life, arranged by Will Hudson and composed by him as well. Will Hudson was a white arranger and composer. He uh, co-led a little bit later the Hudson DeLange Band, and Henderson uh, bought, rented, what have you, commissioned maybe, some scores from him during this period. Uh, I'm not sure if Night Life existed as a stock arrangement, but a couple of the ones that he did later on, Hocus Pocus and Tidal Wave and so forth, were definitely issued as stocks. So that'll be our set uh, coming up. Yeah, man, can you take it? Queer Notions, it's the talk of the town in nightlife, all done by Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra in 
the sound of a band that played together hours and hours every night around the around the year around the clock around the week uh, very well in tune with each other we started out with yeah man and can you take it done by the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra August 18th 1933 for Volcanion on yeah man uh, which uh, was as I said a Will Hudson or no excuse me a Horace Henderson arrangement uh, we have um, soloist Bobby Stark to begin with on trumpet, along with Coleman Hawkins, and some clarinet by Russell Proko. Uh, that was a tune that, as I said, had been uh, captured by Count Basie and his orchestra, and we can hear some live dates. They never commercially recorded it. It was re-recorded uh, a few months later, actually about a year later, for Decca Records by Henderson and his orchestra under the title of Hotter Than L, E-L-L. Apostrophe E-L-L, and given credit to Fletcher Henderson at that point as well. So an interesting sort of development of that tune. And as I should mention, those DECA sessions, there were three different dates in September of 1934 for the new DECA label. They were just launching that label, Jack Cap was, and he brought in a lot of African-American bands to record and see if uh, the record sold and so forth. Uh, the Henderson records probably didn't sell too well, although uh, it was a moot point because the band broke up shortly thereafter, in November of 1934, with most of the players going on to join Benny Carter and his band, and Henderson uh, becoming a staff arranger for, for Benny Goodman not too long after that. He put a band together later on. But this 1933 band is really kind of the last hurrah of uh, the regular band that Henderson had led since the 1920s. So then, as I said, we went on to Can You Take It? Uh, which was uh, an interesting tune that was uh, credited to Henderson, whether Fletcher or Horace, I'm not sure, although the tune was arranged by Fletcher, so we have to presume it was he. That featured Hilton Jefferson on an alto saxophone solo. He was well known as a lead alto player. I've done some podcasts on him in the past, a very uh, musical player, and uh, he would get solos occasionally and had a very well-constructed, measured solo on that tune. We also heard Dickie Wells, then kind of at the beginning of his career, doing some Excellent trombone work. He stayed with Henderson throughout the year, and then eventually he went uh, to Count Basie's band. To uh, a little bit before that, he went uh, with Teddy Hill's band. He ended up out on uh, out in Paris doing some recordings uh, with Django Reinhardt that we've had a podcast on in the past. And of course, he went on to stay with Basie for about eleven years after that. So after Can You Take It, we went to the session from September 22nd of 1933 for Columbia, and we heard that second version of Queer Notions, the uh, Coleman Hawkins tune arranged by uh, Horace Henderson. Very interesting performance and a different performance than the one we heard from about a month earlier. 
After that was the ballad performance of that uh, tune by Levinson, Symes, and Nyberg, It's the Talk of the Town, a big Coleman Hawkins feature, which really relegated the band to just background. A little bit of uh, Red Allen in there and some clarinet at the beginning, but really it was all Coleman Hawkins. Then we ended up with that tune, Nightlife. Not terribly well known, but again, that was a Will Hudson arrangement and composition. So from there, uh, or on that, we heard uh, Red Allen, we heard uh, Coleman Hawkins as well. So we're going to start the next set with the last tune from that session. This is Nagasaki, which was a hit tune of the 1920s by Harry Warren. And uh, this will feature Red Allen, both playing and singing. He was a a big commercial draw for the Henderson Band at the time. And he and uh, Coleman Hawkins established a friendship and a musical partnership. Uh, They did a number of recordings together. And, of course, uh, Red Allen had that series of great recordings for the American Recording Company uh, from this point on, unfortunately for him anyway, Hawkins left to go to Europe, so he only appeared in the first couple of sessions. So after Nagasaki, we're going to jump over to uh, a uh, session that was nominally led by Horace Henderson. This is the same band, the same uh, Fletcher Henderson Orchestra, but uh, was recording for Parlophone, the British label, under the title of uh, Horace Henderson and his orchestra. We're going to hear Uh, All six of the tunes from that session, four right now and two at the end of the program. We're going to hear Rhythm Crazy, which was an arrangement uh, by uh, Horace Henderson and a composition as well. We're going to follow that up with the 1920s tune Happy Feet, which had been a signature tune for Paul Whiteman and his orchestra uh, in his uh, film, universal film, The King of Jazz. We get to hear Bing Crosby sing that as well, but this is a good swing version of that and Jack Yellen tune. Then we're going to go on to a Fats Waller tune, Uh, not one of his better-known tunes, but an interesting one called Ain't You Glad, and uh, that uh, had a number of performances in the 30s, but this one is an instrumental, no vocal on here. Not sure which of the Hendersons arranged it. It could have been a collaborative effort. They apparently did that from time to time. And then we're going to finish up with uh, one of the many Minnie the Moocher tunes. This is Minnie the Moocher's Wedding Day by Harold Arlen and Ted Kohler. I believe done for one of the Cotton Club reviews in 1933. As I said, this session was from October 3rd of 1933. So that's our set coming up. Fletcher Henderson and his orchestra in Nagasaki. Horace Henderson and his orchestra with the same personnel. Rhythm Crazy, Happy Feet, Ain't You Glad, and Minnie the Moocher's Wedding Day. Dynamite, 
So that was a very accomplished band of the day. And as I said, the Henderson Band was touring quite a lot at the time. And the main soloist, of course, was Coleman Hawkins uh, with Red Allen coming in a, a close second, although Dickie Wells was featured quite a lot on trombone. And he was considered one of the more avant-garde musicians of the day. He left uh, not too long after these sessions to go with the... Um, Teddy Hill Band, as I said, when he went to Europe with them. Coleman Hawkins left uh, a few months later, after the March 6th session, which we're not going to hear today, and he was replaced in turn by Lester Young, who was running from Kansas City, and he did not work out at all. The other members of the band, especially the sax section, really didn't care for his sound, so he uh, only played for a few months and didn't make any recordings, and left, being replaced by Ben Webster, who's on all those DECA sessions. So we started out with Nagasaki, the uh, 1920s tune, which was a feature primarily for Red Allen, although we heard some nice piano by Horace Henderson. Horace was considered probably a better jazz pianist than his brother, who was more of a, an early stride soloist, uh, but um, uh, Horace uh, didn't get a lot of features, certainly not with his brother's band, although on that recording he did with the Fletcher Henderson Orchestra, and the next session, billed as the Horace Henderson Orchestra, he got quite a bit of feature work. So that next session, as I said, comes from October 3rd of 1933 for Parlophone, and we heard uh, Rhythm Crazy, uh, a tune that uh, actually uh, was composed and, and arranged by Horace Henderson. It came to be known as Can't You Tell, and was recorded by the Benny Goodman Orchestra in the later 1930s for Columbia, a little bit slower as well. Uh, that featured some good Dickie Wells. Ed just did the next one, Happy Feet. Uh, all of these Horace Henderson tunes were probably arranged by Horace Henderson as well, uh, with one exception. But Happy Feet featured a good introductory piano chorus, along with Dickie Wells and, of course, Coleman Hawkins. Then the one possibly Fletcher Henderson arrangement was Ain't You Glad, which I believe was issued as a publisher's stock arrangement as well. And that featured good tenor sax, a little bit of melodic clarinet statement by Russell Procope, and a trombone solo that might have been by Claude Jones. It didn't have the, the free quality that we associate with Dickie Wells in that case. Then we finished up with Minnie the Moocher's Wedding Day, a good riff tune featuring Wells, Allen, and Coleman Hawkins. So hope you've enjoyed this program. This is the Jazz Focus. My name is John Clark, and we are here together on WETF, the jazz station in South Bend, Indiana, heard worldwide. Jazz Radio, WETF .org. We have two more tunes to balance out that Horace Henderson date uh, from October of 1933. Another great ballad performance by Coleman Hawkins called I've Got to Sing a Torch Song by Dubin and uh, Harry Warren, uh, done for one of those... Uh, Warner Brothers musicals of the time, and it's all Hawkins all the time on this one, one of his greatest performances from this period. Then we're going to finish up with a Red Allen feature on Old Man River, the Jerome Kern tune that Allen featured uh, in his repertoire for the rest of his life. Good trumpet, good vocal on that. So thank you very much, and tune in again next week.
Thank <laughs> you. 